Welcome to the Art of Intention podcast with Beth and Ayla, two best friends turned creative entrepreneurs. This is a place for us to discuss everything business, friendships, and faith, and occasionally more. We're so excited for today's episode. We think you're going to love it. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Art of Intention. We are so excited to be releasing our fifth episode to you this week. Crazy. Mm -hmm. We're just, wow, we're so grateful for the overwhelming support that we've received on our launch. And for those of you listening, just thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been so Mm -hmm. fun so far. Yes, seriously. Thank you so much. It's so fun for us to serve you, you know, our listeners and to just sit and talk about topics that are important to us. Today is going to be especially fun because we're talking about travel. And for those of you who listened to our first episode, if you remember back to that, we mentioned how we both love travel and we both traveled quite a bit. So we have many travel-based topics to talk about, but today specifically, it's going to be our favorite travel tips and also how to protect yourself while traveling alone. Yes, so much information for this one. It's going to be, it's just going to be awesome. You guys know the drill by now. Before we dive into that, we are going to hop into our community news segment where we cover current events happening in the photography and photo editing world. Oh yes. So first up, we're going to be talking about something that relates to anybody who likes to take pictures in Hawaii. So whether you live here or if you visit, this is important. And also anybody who just wants to support Oahu photographers, if you could get in on this. So the Oahu Wedding Association is a great thing to follow on Instagram. They're a great page. They talk about all the new bills that come out that affect photographers who either live here or who want to come take pictures here, do destination weddings, all that kind of stuff, okay? So right now, there are a couple of new bills. There's Bill 19 trying to pass, and also Bill 10, Bill 19. Um, If you can go and donate and sign about that, um, right now, Oahu Wedding Association is trying to get a lobbyist for this. Uh, Bill 19 would limit all commercial activity on city and county parks and beaches. So in some ways, it would allow more activity, but it would also limit it. So it would ban any commercial activity at all on weekends. So no weddings, no photo shoots, nothing on any weekends. Um, So there's mixed feelings about that. You can go research that, see what you think. And then Bill 10 is a little bit more crazy. It would limit all commercial activity, including weddings, on agricultural and even residential lands. So this would include, honestly, many of the venues that are currently used and loved today. And lastly, I know, it's not crazy? And lastly, the city is actually creating a park ranger program to start enforcing these laws. So many people who have lived and traveled to, yeah, who've lived and traveled to Hawaii for a long time, you know that there are some spots that you can kind of like um, do your setups at. And of course, we always promote that you do things the right way, get your permits, do everything properly. But for those of you who maybe don't, there is going to be a park ranger program now to be enforcing all of this stuff. So lots of potential changes happening that affect everybody who may live here or who travels here for work. So go ahead and follow Oahu Wedding Association on Instagram. Make sure you are ready to vote accordingly and stay informed. Wow. That's that's so crazy. I didn't know Wild. a lot of that. I feel like it's not the worst thing to be enforcing permits, but yeah. if people are used to just kind of like being able to show up and shoot, it's so mixed. That's something because, to look at. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some spots right now that you that are very enforced, so you always have to. And there are some spots where people make the decision to not and they just risk it. And it's just it's so it's so mixed about these bills that are coming up because some of them would just be that 
like for example, in an area that right now you get a permit for, and it doesn't matter how many people apply for the permit, if you get a permit, you're good to go. But um, these laws would limit the amount of permits you get. So you may go to apply for a permit, go through all the right steps. You know, you're trying to be a good person and you're just denied because, you know, however many people Mm. already got the permit for the day. So it's like split down the middle. There's people who are really upset about it and people who are like, okay, it's better than an outright ban because the alternative in the past has been, okay, just no photos allowed at at certain places at all. Right. So it's mixed. Right. Anyways. Totally. Well, yeah, like Beth said, go and follow that association on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined to donate or a vote, go ahead and check all the resources she just listed for that. Uh, the next segment of our community news is just a quick and speedy Instagram update. Uh, if you haven't seen or heard yet, the algorithm has shifted in photographers' favors a little bit and photos are popular in your feed again. So for Woo-hoo. the last several months, if not a sub- couple years, Instagram's really been pushing um like IGTV and Reels even more so, which can be great in a lot of ways. But I know us in the photo world are kind of like, I take photos. What about my photos? So if you're getting a little tired of Reels and you don't want to make them every single day and be dancing and pointing at words every day, never fear. You have the freedom to get some more photos out. I mean, you've always had the freedom to do that, but now the the algorithm is favoring them a bit more. So very exciting news for (laughs) the photo world. Alrighty, we have lots to share with you guys today, so we'll jump right into it. So Beth and I are both avid travelers, and we have been for years now. I might be speaking for both of us, but I just I just love airports. I love airplanes. I love airplane food. I love the hustle and bustle, road trips, mm-hmm. all of that. Like I'm just at my happiest headed to new places. Oh, for sure. Yes, you can speak for me on that too because that is how I feel too. We've both been traveling for fun for years now. And of course, I also travel frequently for photography for my work. Um, So we've both become pretty familiar with air travel over the years and we have tips upon tips for making it as smooth as possible. I would say my travel mostly has been the United States. I'll just kind of share a little bit like where I've been and what my travel has been. So my travel's mostly honestly been the United States. Um, I think I've been to pretty much every state in the United States. Um, Although I've been to places like Germany and Puerto Rico, um, I I think my favorite places I've been to are like Florida, Colorado, Arizona. I love when work takes me there. You know, it's just, it's just so fun. I always have a good time in those places and I love the weddings there. Um, and then years ago I was in Germany for a missions trip when I was younger. So I've done a little bit of personal travel, but mostly business traveling. Yeah. And then I've done most of my travel for missions purposes and a few Mm -hmm. for fun as well. Uh, I've seen a few of the United States, I think 12 of the states, but it's definitely a goal of mine to hit all of them. Mostly the Pacific Northwest and like Southwest states. I love Mm -hmm. Oregon, Washington. It's one of my, I've done that trip up Highway 1 so many times and it's just like one of my favorite to do. Um, And I actually, for missions, I also went to Germany with Beth. We both went when we Mm -hmm. were uh, 15, 16, something like that. And it was just the best time. And then for missions, I've also spent time in New Zealand, Australia, Papua New Guinea, and Indonesia. And Mm -hmm. then I traveled to and moved to Canada, where I live now. (laughs) Woohoo. Oh my gosh. I, I just love hearing that. Yeah. We have so many stories from all the places we've been and, uh, you know, we also, we'd really love to have guests on to do the same thing, sharing about all of our stories and yeah, that would be really fun. So, um, but anyways, so we broke up this episode into two parts for you. First, we'll be sharing our favorite travel hacks and like general tips you can apply to make traveling 
a better, easier experience, whether you travel for work or for fun. And then the second part is tips on specifically keeping you safe while you travel, especially if you're traveling alone. Yes, there are so many things that airports and airlines won't tell you regarding travel. Um, So Beth and I are going to just quickly spitfire three, maybe a couple more of our favorite travel tips that we implement every time we fly. We're talking primarily about air travel today in this episode, but a lot of this can carry over to other forms of travel. Okay, so let's just get right to it, right? Let's do it. So number one, this is going to be my first piece of advice. Track your flights with Google Flights. That's what I use. There's other apps out there, but I just like using Google Flights. It's easy and consistent. Yep, same. Um, And book two months, about two months in advance. I One thing that I recommend is not booking super far in advance. I actually get the best deals when I book like one to two months in advance. Um, And also side note for this, this kind of goes in with this tip. Don't go crazy searching for your flight a bunch of times before you're actually ready to sit down and book. So I do not start researching my flights until I'm ready to sit down and book them. And the reason for this is because the more you search for your flight, the more it's actually going to... Uh, Google algorithm is going to push you the more expensive flights. As weird as that sounds. I don't know if I'm – am I explaining that well? (laughs) You are. No, Chris and I do the same thing. Like as much fun as it is to just like be searching your flight the months and months leading up to it, it will track that and push the more expensive flights on you. Exactly. Yep, yep. Helping out the airlines to sell more expensive tickets. Yeah. Or or actually if Chris and I do search, we search in incognito mode before we're ready. I don't know how much that helps, but – if you like really got to be doing research in advance, that helps. But yeah, that's a real one. Yeah. So just try to remember that. I know that it's really tempting to go and look like a few months in advance and then a few weeks in advance, just when you're ready to book, sit down and find the best rate. Absolutely. For my first tip, I always like to have a real physical paper boarding pass. Um, I know mm-hmm. we're in the electronic age and it's so easy to get boarding passes on your phone. And here's the thing I do that too so I always have two boarding passes on me this might be super tweaky of me but I don't trust technology to get me to and from where I need to go um I have traveled with a boarding pass only on my phone and it's been fine but let's be honest phones freeze phones die things don't load you have to what if you're not connected to the airport Wi-Fi when you get up to where it needs to be? Like, there's just so many reasons that a paper boarding pass is just, like, extra security for you. And vice versa, I will get the paper boarding pass and then also have the boarding pass on my phone in case I lose. I've ripped paper boarding passes yeah. before because they're just the flimsiest pieces of paper. So <laughs> that's my main tip. You don't have to do this, but I, every single flight, whether it's a quick one from the U.S. to Canada or fully like around the world international, always two boarding passes on me. I really like that. And honestly, that's such that's such a good point. It doesn't hurt you at all to just go to the counter and get a paper version of it. So I like that. Yeah. Oh, and I was um, going to say for that one, like I've, there's been a flight where I've been running late. Um, cause in my hometown, it takes a couple hours to get to the airport. And my mom was taking me once and we hit traffic and I was running late. So I got the boarding pass on my phone while we were sitting in traffic and thank yeah. goodness I wasn't checking a bag. So when we got to the airport, I was able to just zoom through security and not have to get a ticket. So that's a really great reason to put a boarding pass on your phone too, in case you're running late. But if I can, I definitely, yeah, get to. 
Oh, yeah. Having both is just so smart. And again, doesn't hurt you. I, I love that. That's a good one. Um, let's see. Okay, so my next tip, this one, follow along with me here because it gets a little bit detailed, but it's important. So read the fine print of the airport that you're flying with. That's my tip, okay? And this is specifically in regards to the compensation compensation you can get for like cancellations and delays. And I'm saying this because it feels like especially now there have been so many recent like cancellations and delayed flights. And I think we've yeah. all seen – yeah, whether we've been the ones flying or not, we've all seen the drama that's been going on with airlines. So it's really important now more than ever to know these things. Like each airline is different. But for example, okay, if an airline cancels your flight and you decide not to travel, you're actually entitled to a full refund, even if it's a non-refundable ticket. So no that's way. really great. I know. Yeah. And then so also with certain airlines, if you have a delay of more than like, say, three hours, you're entitled to being one rebooked on a different flight for no additional cost. And you also get compensated for meals. And if it's an overnight delay, you can get complimentary hotel accommodations and transportation to and from that hotel. So really, there's so much you can get. And the first time you ask about it, like if your flight is delayed or canceled, you may go up and ask an attendant, you know, what can I do? And they may not give you every answer right away. So you want to be able to know what rights you have and just say, okay, I know there's actually more that I can get. Can I please also talk to you about hotel accommodations, getting a meal voucher, stuff like this, and then they'll be able to give you more information. So if you don't know your rights, they may not tell you. So just research that. Um, Like I said, it's more important now than ever to know about these things when you're traveling. Well, they won't tell you. Like they (laughs) – airlines do not want to be – I. So the amount of delayed flights <laughs> that have happened to me, um, I've had wow. a mix of, uh, I've been on one that was a full on like put off till the next day delay and wow. they did give us hotel vouchers and taxi vouchers for that one. I didn't take it because it was in the winter. And again, I have a theme of not trusting people in airports. I didn't trust a taxi to get me like to the airport the next day on time. So I just stayed in the airport, but uh, I didn't yeah. know that you could get it fully refunded if you decide to not fly because yeah. um, that has happened to Chris and I. We've gone to leave California and Dang. not been able to get on our flight and had no idea about that. And that was just, you know. Oh, no. A lot of these oh, tips come hurts. from experience, everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. have the information for that airline, I would say, pulled up and like screenshot it on your phone and be yep. like, yep, this is right here. Be yep. that person. Uh, my next tip is paying close attention to your layover time when you book. Again, this may seem excessive. This just seems to be how I am. And I know it's not always possible when you're booking a flight to have this much control, but I've been caught with some short layovers and it's stressful every time. Never have I had a 45 minute layover, layover and been like, wow, I'm so glad that was so fast. No, I don't like rushing through airports. Uh, oh I just like to have enough yeah. time. So if you have a domestic layover, I'd recommend making sure it's at least an hour and 30 minutes at minimum. Uh, for international flights, like for example, when I flew to Australia, I had a layover in Hong Kong. Um, I would recommend at least two hours for that. Three is mm. better. Um, and my reasoning is uh, anyone who's traveled understands when you land in a plane and the seatbelt sign goes off, you're not actually leaving the plane for another 10, 15, however, t- 
10, 15 minutes, however long it takes people to get their stuff and go. And same with boarding and taking off. That process is always longer. So if you imagine you have to get to your gate half an hour before your takeoff time, and it takes about 20 minutes for people to deplane, that's roughly almost an hour of time. So if you have only an hour layover, you're, Mm. you only have a few minutes to get from gate to gate. Domestic, this isn't usually a problem. If I'm connecting from say Saskatoon to Vancouver, or, you know, I'll do American towns. If I'm connecting from San Francisco to LA, my gate might be right next to each other. So that's fine. International, if you're switching a border on your layover you might have to go through customs you might have to uncheck and recheck your bag you might be in a huge airport that you're unfamiliar with uh for anyone who ever has to go through the calgary airport it's huge and i always find myself walking like a mile in there so basically all of that to say make sure you are leaving yourself enough time on your layover it's better to sit and have some extra time and throw on a movie than to be running around an airport like a chicken with your head cut Mm -hmm. off so so true. I think the closest I've ever been to tears in an airport was when I had like a 40 minute layover and I had to get off the plane and it was a huge airport that I'd never been to before trying to figure out how to find a train I was supposed to get on to get oh, to my connecting no. flight. It was the most, and I, I was the last person on the plane, the last person, but I oh, made gosh. it. So there you go. Yeah. And I was literally shaking when I got on the plane, but I made it. So Learn my lesson there. <laughs> I had one in Calgary. It's a very long airport and the international terminal is Terminal E. So you have to go through Terminal A, B, C, D. Oh, and man. each terminal has like 50 gates or something. <laughs> and I had an hour layover and I had to, luckily I didn't have a checked bag, but I had to clear customs and there was a long mm. customs line. And the and I already had only like 30 minutes left um, before boarding. So I still had some time, but I was in customs line and the customs officer saw like some of my tattoos and he started being like, oh, those are nice. Where did you get those? And I was like, I need to go. Oh, no. I was like, I told him, I was like, I'm sorry. I have a flight that's like boarding. And then I had to haul through all these gates and you just get hot anyway. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man, I I relate to that on such a deep level. All right, let's see. I'll uh, finish up with my last tip for smooth travel. Um, This one kind of relates to something going wrong as well. So it's my tip is to put an Apple AirTag or some kind of tracker in your luggage. Mm. Um, If your luggage gets lost or stolen or delayed, stuff like that, you'll be really glad you did this. Like, okay, I'm just saying, thank me later. Just do this. Um, You know, there have been so many stories of people who can't find their luggage, but they have a tracker and they see it's like in the airport or it gets stuck somewhere. So they're able to go and ask an attendant to help them recover it. There was one story of a girl. um, I actually, I know her and I was following her on Instagram and she was like, my bag never showed up, but it says it's right there. Like behind, I don't really know how the, the like luggage sifting works, but it was right where they should be like putting it onto the conveyor belt. And it was just like stuck behind a door or something or stuck behind a flap. And she went to an attendant and was like, I see that it's right there. It's not lost. I'm like, if you don't go back there and get it, like I'm going to climb back there and get my luggage. It's right there. But obviously it was, it was fine. They just went back and checked and they found that it was stuck, but it's just, I mean, how often do you hear about people losing their luggage? Sometimes it can be something really simple if you just had a tracker in it. So it seems like a small tip, but just go on Amazon on go online buy yourself a little tracker or an apple air tag and put that in your bags awesome yeah i haven't done anything like that but for how much i fly i really should i just trust you that should. it's in god's hands every time 
But True. Yeah. Well, that's good too. But Amazing. So my final-ish tip, my final tip is to get the app of whatever airline you're flying. Um, I know there's an app for everything now and it's kind of a lot, but I, whatever airline I'm on, I put the app on my phone. So right now on my phone, I have the mm. Delta app, the WestJet one, Air Canada, Qantas, Southwest, like anyone I've ever flown yeah. on because you can get your boarding pass on this. You can get updates to your flight. You can check in the day before your flight so that they yeah. know you're coming. Um, I've gotten so many notifications directly on the app for delayed flights or anything like that. And they just kind of lay out like your flight number, departing time, really clear and easy. Like ever since I started putting apps for flights on my phone, I haven't had to stand at the like departing or arrival boards where you look up and find your flight on this giant board. I've never had to do that because the same information is on the app in your hand. So I don't have to sit there. I can like pull it on my phone and still be walking if I need to. So I like that one. Yep. I love those. I I think I actually learned to do that from you, Ayla. And that has been the best ever. I, I, I literally never check in later than like, as soon as I get the notification on my phone, like, oh, it's your flights in 24 hours. You can check in. I'm like, done like I'll check in right away yep and I also yeah I heard that um you if you're ever like really low priority on a flight you know how sometimes they can like bump you from a flight if you're you know something if they overbook the earlier you check in the less like you likely you are to be bumped so that's a really good one and you know what that's terrifying I didn't even know that was a possibility and I hate that (laughs) yep there's so many oh well and kind of like what I said with my earlier tip too there you have rights if that happens to you too you have refunds you have you can also volunteer and you can actually get paid to volunteer to like lose your seat if they're overbooked like there are so many things and tips you can look into for that we're actually going to be making a few reels for those of you who are listening and who follow us on instagram we're going to be making a couple of reels about some travel tips that we have in addition to these so follow our instagram there if you want to um, to see those coming up and actually if it's okay i thought of one more tip that kind of relates to this yeah go for it so My last tip, my real last tip this time is to join the free rewards program for whatever airline you fly with the most. You can usually find this when you go to check out buying your ticket. It'll be like, oh, do you want to join United Rewards or United Mileage or whatever? Or um, for me, it's Hawaiian Miles. Um, This is different than getting their credit card. This is just a free program you sign up for. And every time that you buy, yes, it's, you need to, you need to do this if you haven't done this. I'm sorry. I'm so stoked about this. So, um, I did this with a couple airlines, but the one that made a big difference was Hawaiian airlines. Cause I use them every time, obviously. Right. And what happened was, um, I signed up for it. Like the first time they asked and I was like, whatever this is, I might get a discount later. Okay. You build up miles. Every time you buy a flight, I have gotten multiple free flights like one-way flights, like discounts and stuff. And because I am in their program, the longer I fly with them, the better status I get. So I actually have gold member status with the airline, even though I don't have their credit card. I've never had to get their credit card. So I skip every line. I literally have two free checked bags every time. And I get like, oh yes, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding. This is like the best thing ever. It's yes. And it's all free. So, you know. Hawaiian Airlines sponsor us. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, really. Dude, I'm embarrassed for how much I fly that I've I always thought you had to pay for that. So every time I've I checked out so for too. a flight, I'm like, not me. No. 
No, and because you can. You, you People think it's like their credit cards, and you can get those too. And I've been tempted to do it. I was going to get the Hawaiian Airlines credit card um, like last year, but I just, you know, it's me. I procrastinate and then never did it. But right. it doesn't matter because I got this, and I've gotten like – I've gotten two free island hopping trips. Like it's it's in points. So like I they say, oh, you have this many – you have like 20,000 points. Do you want to use those towards your ticket? And right. I'm like, okay, yes, I do. So I've gotten free. And then I got like – round trip tickets for Chad and I to California and back to Hawaii for like it was like a hundred dollars for both of us like total is what oh, we paid because of my points my goodness yeah so just I mean and granted I flew like 30 times last year right but <laughs> but still I had so that it added up to all of that and I even got like meal vouchers I think from it so I got like free meals once on a plane so it's just like there was so much even if you fly half of that you know, or yeah, even less for all the destination get, yeah. photographers or anyone who travels for work. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Or personal life because, yeah, after a couple of years, it'll still build up too. Yeah. Yeah. There was a time I flew a lot more and then obviously things and stuff, but I hope to be flying a lot more again at yeah. some point in life. So that's, that's great. I fly mostly WestJet to get to the United yeah. States and I think they have one as well. I bet. Because I've definitely, I've been on like 10 WestJet flights, so... <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I was definitely cringing when I realized how much I could have been doing this before too, but it's never too late to sign up for that. So I had one more bonus tip, I guess, because I couldn't pick just a few. This one's really simple and sweet, but if you're nervous to fly, like if you haven't traveled very much before and you're potentially traveling alone or with anyone and you're just nervous, mm -hmm. trust airport signs. If you don't know where to go, Ooh. literally just read the sign. They are not trying to trick you. They're not trying to mislead you. Yes. They lead exactly to what you're looking for. I, when I first started traveling alone, you want to overthink it and be, and I actually yeah. looked up airports like on my maps, on Google maps to find where I needed to go. Don't do that. Not oh, helpful wow. even a little bit. The signs, there's always a sign for where you need to go, for what gate, for what terminal mm -hmm. you're looking at. And honestly, don't be afraid to ask for help. I would rather never ask anybody for help ever. If my water's empty at a restaurant, I'm like, I'll just be yeah. thirsty because I don't want to ask her to <laughs> refill it. Like, I won't do it, except when it comes to travel. It's not worth, yeah. you know, missing a flight or anything like that. So trust the signs and don't be afraid to go to, um, usually the information desk is a good place to go for help. Because if you see like a flight attendant walking around, they are only there for their airline. They might not know that airport, yeah. but anyone at the front desk, like at an info desk should be able to help you. Yes. So I love that. And that actually perfectly transitions us into our second portion. Like I told you, we split this into two parts, the safety portion of today's episode. Um, and just a quick note, you know, we know those were so many tips we just threw at you. So like I said, we're going to do like a series of reels on Instagram that kind of break those down uh, into different videos. So you can save those, refer to them later, and we'll even expand on each of those tips if we can. So let us know if you want us to do that. For sure. Um, okay. But now we're going to be shifting into protecting yourself while traveling alone. Of course, we recommend traveling in groups or pairs. That is ideal. A friend, a group of friends, your husband can all help you ensure a safer traveling experience. You know, help you watch your stuff, keep track of boarding passes, and just general safety and numbers, right? Yeah. Um, however, we know we're speaking to probably a lot of solo travelers, so we're sharing these tips with you specifically in mind. All right. Should we just jump right into it? Yeah, sure. I'll take it away with my first one. This is 
one of the most important tips I can think of for travel and life, but stay off your phone all, yes. as much as possible. Um, <clears throat> I would even argue keep headphones out of your ears while walking around oh, in an yeah. airport. Um, of course, this doesn't always apply if you've got like a six hour layover and you want to watch a movie, you know, cozy up and go ahead and do that. That's fine. But when you're walking around, when you're boarding a flight, I just recommend keeping headphones out of your ears so you can hear any important announcements. Sometimes a gate change, sometimes the front desk needs to verify your passport or something yeah. like that. But also not walking around being on your phone. And this is especially yeah. important once you're outside the airport and potentially in a new city, state, country, just be, I'm yeah. a really big advocate for being aware of your surroundings and being aware mm -hmm. of what's happening to you and not making yourself look like a target. And it's just a pet peeve of mine when I see people walking around on their phone. I'm like, just put your phone in your pocket in a safe place and keep your eyes up where they need to be. Please. Oh my gosh, please. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then another one, don't look lost. <laughs> Even mm -hmm. if you are, please um, walk with purpose. Keep your eyes in front of you, especially in a new place, in a new town or city. Don't let yourself look like a victim, okay? If you're lost, get into a public space like a coffee shop, a gift shop. Ask an employee for directions and get into Wi-Fi, be able to look up where you need to go. But just please don't look lost. This is something yeah. I could totally go on a tangent about, but I have an L.A. mom. My mom grew up in L.A., and this was something that she – taught us from a very young age. And I know other parents probably taught the same thing, but if you haven't heard this before, don't look lost. Just don't. You, yeah. It makes you look like a target. It makes you look like a victim and you just don't want to. So just yeah, like we said, keep your head up. Just keep walking. Don't walk slow. Don't look confused. Just look confident and just walk to the nearest public group or walk to like we said, coffee, coffee shop, something like that and get help from somebody or get Wi-Fi and look something up on your phone. Just don't look lost. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And this isn't this isn't to freak people out necessarily with air yeah. travel. Generally in airports, the people you're surrounded by aren't really a threat. Travel's not cheap and the people traveling by air generally aren't trying to steal from mm -hmm. one another or you or to harm you in any way. Once you're past security, it can actually be a really safe place to be. True. However, it's best to always stay vigilant, 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 <laughs> vigilant, no matter how safe you may feel. It's just good practice to be aware of yourself no matter where you are, even if you are in a safe place, just my rule of thumb is always act like you're not. It's better to be overprepared, I would say. Yeah, and once you get out of the airport and you're in that new spot, that's when that really, I think, takes over and applies. Yep. Okay, what's your next tip? My next one. Uh, tell family members where you're going. This might apply especially to destination photographers who are going on lots of short trips. Uh, usually when I've traveled, I'm gone for a few months at a time, so people are pretty aware <laughs> that I'm not going to mm -hmm. be back right away. But no matter yeah. how long you're going to be gone, tell family members where you're going, how long you'll be there, when you'll be home, and get home when you say you're going to. Or if you decide to stay a few extra days or whatever, make sure you call and let people know you're safe, you're just staying. Um, this way, obviously, if you're not home when you were supposed to be or anything like that, you've got people who know that and who can start reaching out to, mm. to find you. I would even say I always give Chris my flight numbers and yeah. landing times and stuff. And he texts me at those times to make sure I'm where I need to be. And then he's got flight numbers in case something were to happen. He's able to say she's supposed to be on this flight, you know, all that yep. stuff. Okay. And the next one, 
I'm going to say don't share your exact destination or where you are on any socials. Mm -hmm. I know, especially if you're a traveling photographer, it seems like our whole job is to advertise, you know, these cool places and where we are, but just remember not to share exact geotags or locations and don't share what hotel you're staying at. Don't share any pictures that kind of give away where you are until you've actually left that location. Yeah. And speaking of hotel rooms, uh, know how to protect yourself mm. in hotel rooms. Uh, yes. So when you get there, do a quick check to see that the room is safe. I know on TikTok and Reels and stuff, it's a big thing to be like, check the mirrors to see if they're one-way glass and check for cameras. Honestly, I'm not overly worried about stuff like that. If you feel inclined to, mm -hmm. do check. But I'm just saying, like, make sure your room's empty and then know yeah. how to prop up a chair in the door to yep. prevent it from opening and there's actually many little gadgets and stuff you can get on instagram on instagram on amazon that <laughs> will physically prevent your door from opening so they they either wedge into yep. the door or they create a brace or something like that um that just compact and fold up into your backpack i personally haven't used one of these but i always block the door in some way even chris and i when we're together we always yeah. like extra lock up hotel room doors and always obviously keep them locked even if we're mm -hmm. in a safe area it's so worth it it's just a few dollars on amazon and you just if you don't usually travel alone i can tell you that the safety that you'll feel having done that is so worth. you'll sleep so much better it's so worth it so just yeah. do that let's see um what else so i would say this is something i definitely did before i was engaged <laughs> And it sounds funny at first, but this is actually really a really good one. So this is to wear a fake wedding ring if you are not engaged and you're not married. Right. Go to Walmart, get one off Etsy. I don't care. Go to a thrift store and get one. That's what I did. I had like a couple ones from a thrift store. Um, this is just a general safety one. You know, it makes you look like you have somebody who is tracking you and taking care of you. Um, if needed, you can also say, oh, my husband is right over there. He's in the bathroom. He's coming or, you know, yep. so. Yeah. And with that, uh, I've never actually done this, but I know a lot of people do. And I think it's definitely a good idea, but consider coming up with a fake name to give to people Ooh. that you don't want to tell your real name to. I've never been in the situation where I've had to give my name to a stranger in an airport necessarily. Um, but in New York cities, me and some friends have definitely used fake names if we don't want to if we don't want to mm -hmm. share our name and kind of in general with that is like in airports in new places you don't have to give anybody any information yes. at all if you don't want to um i mean obviously especially if they're asking where you're staying uh you i just would always say like oh nearby or something and maybe i'm not yes. staying nearby at all yes. <laughs> you know <laughs> like nearby is very general are are you like Oh, are you here alone? Oh, no, my husband's at the hotel. Like, yep. always, if, yep. even if he's not, you know, like, yeah. always just in sight that you're not alone. And yep. uh, even in an airport, there can really be a culture uh, on some of my bigger international flights. There can definitely be a culture of, like, sitting at a bar and being like, oh, where, where are you going? Where are you from? Mm -hmm. All this stuff. Engage into that as you will. I try not to overshare. I'll share a little bit about where I'm coming from. I'll say, oh, California. Yeah won't say where in California or anything yep. like that. But honestly, if you'd rather not have any of those conversations, just like finish your food, finish what you're doing and be like, all right, I got to go wait. Something like that. Like, don't yep. worry about being rude. Yeah. When it, when it comes to safety, it's always okay to lie and it's always okay to be a little bit rude. You know, you don't, strangers don't have to like you. 
the safety is more important than that. So, oh, I love that tip that you just gave. Um, let's see. Another one is just, we kind of touched on this, I guess, before, but just do your research before you go to a new place. Um, research the airports, research, um, you know, just the general area. It's just, that's a pretty self-explanatory one. I don't yeah. know if you want to expand on that at all, Ayla, but just, yeah, just research before you go to a new place really well. Yeah, well, a good way to research an area, like, because if you're trying to find if an area is safe, it's kind of hard to Google, yeah. is is this neighborhood in San Francisco safe? You know, it's hard to actually right. Google that. Look up hotel reviews in the areas you're looking at. Ooh. And usually hotel reviews will say, nice hotel, terrible area. I've got okay. myself out of a couple uh, Airbnbs, actually. I have a great Airbnb story that I should share one day. But oh, yes. the reviews were like, place is nice. I hate the neighborhood. Something like that. So if you're wondering <gasps> about a neighborhood to stay in for a wedding, um, research reviews of the hotel and they'll usually tell you what the area is like. Because um, people are doing it for the area, right? So they'll say, oh, it was great. It was just a short walk from town. It felt safe. Um, people actually re- leave reviews like that quite a bit. So I love that. Oh, my gosh. And I just gave a tip, so why don't you go ahead and give another one? <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I would say ensure your transportation is solid. This one is a huge deal um, to me. It may not sound like that, but if you're flying to a wedding, have your transportation to the venue, to your hotel, and to the airport down so you're not stuck looking for rides anywhere. Really, it's best yeah. to try and rent a vehicle so you're avoiding like rideshare or Uber or anything like that. We know that's not possible in every situation, but if you can swing it, it's just a better idea. You're in control of where you're going and when you get to go there. You'll avoid waiting on curbs outside for cars and getting into cars with strangers. And also, I know it might be tempting to, you know, whoever you're arranging rides with, if you're not renting a vehicle, if like the bride's family or somebody is supposed to be picking you up or just in general travel, if someone's supposed to be picking you up, don't leave it up to that time and be like, oh, I'll message you when I land or I'll do this when I land. Be like, I'm landing at this time, get there at this time. I will meet you at this area of the airport. Like just don't leave anything up to final decision or chance, have it all planned out. And let's see, I think my next one would be to travel with only um, carry-ons or a carry-on so that you don't risk lost luggage. Um, Of course, yes, this isn't always possible, but um, I definitely personally travel as light as I can specifically to avoid um, the chance of losing my luggage. And then, of course, if you do have to have checked bags, just everything most important goes in your carry-ons instead of in your checked bag. My personal rule is if – it doesn't go in my check bag unless I can part with it just fine. So, right. cause you know, you never know if it'll get lost. And then of course, like we said earlier, make sure you have some kind of Apple air tag or tracker in your luggage if you do choose to check it. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. I try to only travel with carry on. Doesn't always work, but it's just easier yeah. for a lot of reasons. All right. My kind of final safety tip, I suppose would be if you have to sleep in an airport, um, lots of things to do. I've spent so many nights in an airport I'm actually it used to be fun for me I when I was like 19 20 I was like I'm I'm being so adventurous like wow I'm over it now I hate sleeping (laughs) in airports now I don't sleep it's cold anyway um but I've had to do it a few times and if you have to sleep in an airport of course this might seem obvious but set an alarm so you don't miss a flight I've had I've had to spend the night in airports for flights that are at 6 a.m. the next day. Obviously, I don't want to miss that, so I'll set an alarm. And then use, if you have stuff, carry on. Sometimes you're checked luggages with you on an overnight layover if you're in a foreign country. 
uh, use a belt to attach your stuff to you. So I just belt loop Ooh. it through the handle of my suitcase and then through a loop on my belt or around my hand or something like that. Um, again, people generally nice. aren't trying to steal from you in an airport, but it's just some free insurance. Um, I, I've actually never been prepared for this step. <laughs> the amount of times I've slept in an airport, <laughs> I have not had a belt with me, but I'll either just lay my hand on my stuff or kick my feet over my stuff. Just that way, if I feel it move or tug at all, it'll alert me. It's not necessarily going to yeah. stop somebody from absolutely taking it if they're stronger than me, but it'll alert me to wake up and at least be in control of the situation and not have it just taken away while I'm sleeping. Not like I sleep that well yeah. at airports anyway, but I always just have my stuff close to me in some way. Yeah, I like that. And I definitely sleep better the little bit that I do sleep at an airport when I have to be there overnight when I have my stuff physically touching me because I get so paranoid about that. Yep. And let's see, I'll wrap up our tip portion, I think, for this um, with just an overall, give yourself permission to leave unsafe areas and situations. Yep. Like we said before, it doesn't matter if you look rude. It doesn't matter if it's like embarrassing for you to get up and leave. Um, and yeah, we know this may sound obvious, but maybe you'd be surprised to learn how many people stay in unsafe scenarios, places, or situations simply because you know, it's convenient or they're afraid to ask for help, but, um, or they're just ignoring their gut feelings. But in right. situations like this, your gut is your best friend. And yes. that's, that's called discernment and intuition. You can't ignore that. Those are so important. And even if you may be wrong, maybe the situation you think might be unsafe and you leave it and you find out, oh, I was overreacting. It's better to overreact. It's better to be safe mm -hmm. than sorry. Right. And we all grew up hearing that better safe than sorry. Well, it's true. Yeah. That is an amazing point. I'm glad you touched on that. Even if the situation ends up being fine, don't let that discourage you from in the future if yeah. something feels off and this can actually this is like maybe a hotter take but this can actually come down to if it if it really costs you something to leave like say you're at a wedding and yeah. for some reason the setup isn't what you thought it was the venue's not correct or um you weren't given lots of information and when you get there it's not what you expected it to be and you feel unsafe for some reason whatever you were going to make from that wedding, whatever the couple might have to say about you, whatever happens mm -hmm. is not worth you being in danger. Uh, there's one photographer, both yep. Beth and I kind of know and follow. She's really big in the destination photography industry. Uh, her name's Darian. And she had a story of starting to get treated weirdly at a wedding and put into a situation she didn't want to be in. So she went to her couple yeah. and was like, I'm sorry, I need to go. Like, this isn't happening. Yeah. And luckily her couple was amazing and was like, yeah, go, we've got it handled. Yeah. Like, and she left cause it wasn't safe. And she shared pretty openly about that on her Instagram. And I was just yeah. like, geez, like so many people would just brush that off and be like, it's fine. If this is my job, it's whatever. But no, if people yeah. are treating you unfairly or weirdly, you get out of there. Like it's yeah. It's not your job to be in danger. And that being no. said, actually, since you brought that up, always have a clause in your contract that mentions um, safe working conditions. I have that. Actually, ever since I saw Darian's story, I had like a little bit of a clause in there, but I revamped it after watching and hearing from her what she went through. Um, I have a big clause in my contract that says like, need to have safe appropriate working conditions and if there's a certain time frame where like if the, it's not resolved completely I I leave and they do not get a mm. refund they do not get anything there's they can't sue me you know just nice. total protection for my safety nice 
Love that. Well, amazing. Thank you guys so much for letting us go off on those travel tips. We are obviously super passionate about staying safe when traveling and especially traveling alone. I think traveling alone is a beautiful, fun thing that everyone should try once in their lives. Mm -hmm. And we hope we didn't make it sound scary or anything. It's not scary. It's not impossible. It's really freeing and empowering. Um, Just these are like the tiniest tips, little free insurance that you can do to protect yourself. Um, So Beth, I have a couple more questions yeah. before we wrap up this episode, but I wanted to dive into this because I feel like we'll both be different, but can you okay. list your typical round trip beginning to end? Oh, I do have a very typical trip because I'm usually traveling for work. So let's see. I'll start with when I book. So like I said before, I typically book my flights one to two months in advance. That's when I get the best rates. Um, And then I explained, of course, before how I do that. In the weeks leading up to the trip, I load up on vitamins. That's so random, but I'm very intentional about that. I'm taking extra vitamin C, vitamin D, extra zinc to build up my immune system because I'm one of those people who usually get sick when I travel, which is so sad. But especially if you're traveling for work, you know, when do you rest, right? It's just chaos. So everything I can do to not get sick, especially for my weddings. I can't get sick before a wedding. Um, And then I usually pack the day before I leave. I'm not a very early packer. Um, like for example, I'm leaving on Thursday for a trip and I'm packing on Thursday during the day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then I get to the airport. Um, I usually push it pretty far. Uh, I get to the airport no earlier than an hour early. I have gotten to the airport one time, like 40 minutes before I was aiming to get there like 40 minutes early. And that was the one time I forgot my ID at home and I had to go (sighs) all the way back and back again. That's a story I'll tell another time, but I was taking an Uber. I'm very lucky to live only like 15 minutes from an airport. So I actually made it back, but I got out of the car, out of the Uber. He was, the driver was pulling my luggage out of the, I know I said this was a story for another time, but obviously I'm telling it now, but the driver was pulling the luggage out of the car and he was like putting it down on the curb. And I was like, I have to go back. And he was so confused. He's like, wait, what? And I was like, I have to, can, can you drive me back? Like, I'll explain in a second, but can you drive me back? And then back again. And he was so confused, but he did it. And on the way I was like, I forgot my ID at home. I think I might've been crying. I don't know. But he was oh just like, oh, gosh. you're not going to make it. Yeah. He was so negative. Oh, like, you're, you're not going to make it. So I'm sorry. I'll be done. No, That's a okay. moral of the story, guys. I made it. I was literally, this was the second time I was the last person to board the plane. And I mean, last, I was sprinting through the airport. I didn't even care. I looked like a crazy person. I kind of wish that someone had videoed it because I was sprinting with my bags, like just a comical scene. But anyways, so now I get to the airport an hour early. I didn't learn my lesson fully, I guess, because I don't get there two hours early. I get there an hour early. And then, um, I, like I said, I have gold status with my tickets. So I get to skip the lines. I go through like first class boarding. And then, you know, I am always checked in 24 hours before through the app. Yep. Um, so that's all taken care of I get when I get there. I will say one way I differ from you is I don't have a printed boarding pass. But after hearing you talk about that today, I might start doing that. Um, I, I used to do it. and I've gotten lazy lately. And you know what? It's you're just It so- is nice to just show up and not have to go there. Like I do understand that, but I just I you guys will understand this. I'm so paranoid about all the things. I'm like I have backup yeah. plan after backup plan. So it it's like not smart. necessary, but yeah. No, it's smart. I I really like that. And again, it's just 
none of these things are worth it to ruin your trip. Like you might as well print out the ticket. You might as well be safe because it's not worth it to ruin your trip. And then uh, uh, the only other thing I'd say is I do bring food with me to the airport. I try not to buy anything there. There's a couple reasons for that. Number one, I like food and I just want to have really good food on the airport, uh, in the airport Mm -hmm. and on the flight. And if I do buy food in the airport, um, I make sure it's from a real restaurant so that for tax purposes. And if you want to know the real reason why behind that, go and check our our taxes episode that we did a little while ago and you'll see why. That's really smart. (laughs) Exactly. Plugging that a little bit. Um, Anyways, so – oh, also, fun fact, because I didn't know for an embarrassing amount of time that you could bring food onto through security check, but you can. So anybody who didn't know that, you can. Um, And then you can also bring liquids if they're frozen solid. And they got to be like frozen solid like a rock, but you can bring – like I brought salsa once and it was frozen solid and that's why I was able to bring it oh my gosh Um, I didn't know that one I just like that's something I don't risk because international I think you can bring food it just obviously can't be like fruit or jerky or anything like that but I think and I always just keep the snack like sealed like if I'm bringing a bag of chips I do like a sealed bag but international is different than domestic domestic's pretty chill with bringing food onto stuff but yeah, I think you're right for sure. Um, but yeah, so all those little little things are – I enjoy those little mini luxuries, I guess. And then I usually schedule to arrive like one to two days before the event. I prefer two days before my event just to really, you know, uh, account for potential delays or cancellations and stuff. And uh, then I fly back the day – not the day after the event, but the day after that. So I always give myself one day after the event to rest and edit before I'm traveling again. So that's Ooh, that's, that's it. That's my that's my typical trip. Yeah, mine beginning to you? end. Yeah, I'll try to whiz through because again, I I've traveled for so many different amounts of time. Yeah, but uh, I'll try to like cover kind of generally all of it. So with booking, mm-hmm. sometimes I have booked like a year in advance, but it's for mission endeavors, right. so it's like a long term trip that I usually know about way ahead of time. Um, so I'll kind of be checking rates as I go and be tracking them. And if it drops to a good price, even if it's like a, when I went to New Zealand, I booked that flight a year and a month (laughs) before I left (laughs) cause it, like I was working with an agent and they were like, this is a good price. And I was like, say no more. But, um, let's say here for the rest of us, I'll just do a general trip between like us and Canada. Cause I've done that so many times. So, uh, yeah, same as you one to three months in advance, Uh, I make sure my booking goes into my Google calendar. It usually happens automatically, but I put it on my Google calendar and I physically write it down on like a real calendar. I arrange rides to and from the airport a week before my flight. Uh, Two days before I do laundry and clean my house, I got to come home to a clean house. So laundry done, house cleaned two days before, always pack the day before packing you and I are so different with this packing is a whole friggin thing for me I type out a list I print it oh my we don't even have a printer I go seek out a printer oh my gosh (laughs) so I can check (laughs) so it looks neat I do pretty fonts like my list is a whole thing and then I you know do all my laundry so I'm able to pick out clean stuff I roll all the stuff together and pack it. Like, it takes me hours to pack. I flew to the States for two weeks a couple weeks, a couple months ago or last month, and it took me four hours to pack. Two, I and I don't this. pack very much either. I'm a super light packer, <laughs> but it's like, it's a ritual. So, anyway, I always the that. day before. 
and then always arrive two hours early to the airport uh, since I'm usually flying international. But, you know, honestly, I show up to the airport and then I sit for like an hour and 40 minutes. But that's just what I do to myself. Uh, like I said, I always take the time to check in and get a physical boarding pass and have it on my phone. And then for food, I buy it all at the airport. It's expensive, but that's yeah. just what I do. Uh, but I, I like to eat, quote unquote, healthy food while traveling. Ooh. I like fruit. I like smoothies. I like salad wraps. And this isn't to be a health nut. It's not always how I eat in the rest of my life, but traveling just usually makes me feel kind of greasy and gross, especially if I'm traveling for 15 hours plus. So eating right. fast food or like burgers and stuff really doesn't make me feel any better. Um, mm. So it's more expensive, but I stick to like fruits and stuff because it helps me just kind of feel better when I'm already not feeling my best. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because like I get super hot, so just walking around airports makes me hot. That's a dynamic, so I couldn't eat like hot food, True. so I just stick to like healthy stuff. Um, and then funny. I bring a toothbrush, toothpaste, and I usually, if I have my whatever layover is before my final destination, um, I just brush my teeth real quick so that whoever's picking me up doesn't get me being awake for 20 hours breath and <laughs> maybe even change outfits just to like yeah. feel better as I arrive. Um, and then, yeah, I book round trip 99% of the time for flying international. This is a side tip, but like if you're traveling international, you pretty much always need a return flight. Whatever country you're entering wants to know that you're going to be leaving yeah. um, if you don't have any kind of visa. So always book a round trip and then it's all taken care of and I don't have to worry about it. But that's that's me beginning to end. I like that. Oh, my gosh. Um yeah, I think you definitely eat healthier than I do in the airports because I actually like that comfort food. I'm I get pissed if I'm in an airport and it doesn't have like burgers and like yeah. fast food. I'm like, what is this place? And all I see is fruit. Stupid. But, that but is actually, to say, there was one time it was the same story as my flight that got canceled. I had to spend the night in the Minneapolis airport. And I had already been awake for so many hours. I think I slept for like one hour. And then I woke up at 3 a.m. and went and got a burger and a Coke. And I was like, this is bizarre. Like, but that's all I wanted. I didn't want healthy food for that one. I was like, this is 3 a.m. and I want a burger and a Coke. And I and like, no one questions you if you just go buy dinner no. foods at like 3 a.m. So uh, yeah, no. I'm not always perfect on it, but. <laughs> no, I do like that. I do like that you do that. And I should probably start trying that too because I always feel so like icky and tired uh, when I travel, but it's probably because I eat like crap when I travel. So I'm going to try that actually this trip. So hold Ooh, me to that me next time we talk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and I did, you reminded me, I did forget. I also clean the house before I leave. Um, I'm really strict about that as well. We're very similar in that um, at Great. least that I do that. And then of course, if Chad isn't going with me on a flight, I meal prep for him as much as I can. It's not always possible, but I will like meal prep as many meals as I can and freeze them or put them in the fridge so that he's taken care of when I'm gone too. Cause I'm usually oh, traveling without him. You're so nice. Oh, well. <laughs> that's so yes, nice. Keeps the Well, anyways, keeps the complaints away, right? Yeah. No, no, the last time I left, I don't travel much without Chris, but the last time I flew home, it was just me. And I didn't do a thing. Like, the night before, no. I was like, should I have shopped? Should I have at least got you groceries? Because we were, like, out of food. And he was like, no, I got it. And I was like, okay, sorry. Oh, <laughs> but so he, yeah, but he's a, he's a good cook, though, right? If he I does. recall. Yeah, yeah, he does like to good. cook, so. So he can do that. He can take yeah. care of himself. That's good. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, loved that. Loved hearing that. It's so fun to hear about other people's, like, travel and their their um, plans and everything. I love that. Yeah, and, like, their let's little see. quirks. Exactly. I love it. I actually, 
question for you, Ayla. Like when mm-hmm. you travel, how planned or unplanned do you like things to be? That kind of relates to all this. I'm curious. Right. Right. Well, as as like we kind of explained, I when it comes to the actual travel, ticket, booking, yeah. behaving in an airport, I'm super structured and like on mm. it, which is funny because I'm pretty loosey-goosey and free-spirited in the rest of my life, but I've just – I've had too <laughs> many encounters of flights getting canceled, missing flights, being late. I just don't mess around with it. So the actual travel yeah. part, I'm like as planned as can be. But when I'm at my destination, like say I'm traveling for fun, I don't plan a lot of what to do. Um, I like things to be, I do a mix of some plans, but enough room to be spontaneous. Like I really don't like vacations that are like, we're going to wake up at six. We're going to eat breakfast at six 30. Then we're going to have exactly 30 minutes at the pool. And then we're going to go on this guided tour. And then we're going to go to the, like, I just the worst, like I like to leave room for rest. I like to leave room for all this stuff. So like, for example, Chris and I went to Banff a couple of years ago and we were only there for a few days, so we re- we each basically picked something that we knew we wanted to do. I wanted to go on a hike. Um, he like had looked up this restaurant he wanted to try, so we were like, as long as we do those things that we really want to do, we'll figure out what's there when we get there and like what everyone recommends. Right. Um, so like half planned, but the looser the better. I like. That's hilarious, dude. I am the exact opposite. I mean, are we surprised? No, but I am the opposite in everything you just said. Like, I was just laughing so hard. Um, first of all, I just went, um, I got so passionate about that. Sorry. You're like playing out, it's the worst. And I just lost it. I was like, oh, shoot. Well, Oops. we, but I honestly, though, we, we would be good travel buddies, though, I think, because we'd balance each other out. Because yeah. when you it comes get me to, to actually the go trip, do things. Yeah, but you would also like make sure that we're safe and we get places because I do not plan my travel. I'm sorry. I'm just over it. Like I I get my tickets, you know, like I said, last minute. I do everything last minute. I arrive late. I usually do not have everything super planned out. Like in some ways, I guess I do because for work, you have to have certain things planned out. But I just – I'm just so last minute with everything and just – I don't even know. I'm just so last minute. And then when I get there, I love having everything planned out. Like I am the person who will be like – I, not for other people because again, I'm usually alone, but I feel so good and I feel like I can just cram everything in if I'm like, I'm waking up at six, although I sleep in. So no, it'd be like, I wake up at nine. I go to this, Mm -hmm. I will, I will write down on my to-do list, eat breakfast. I will do it. I will write it down because everything will be written down and then everything will be planned out. I'll write how long the driving is from one spot to another and then everything we're doing and what we even do when we get to the places. So, oh my gosh, that's that's so funny. But, but it's I, not because it's not because I'm like paying for a bunch of guided tours or anything. I'm not a touristy tourist in that way. I don't like going to museums. I don't like doing guided tours at all. But I like having what I want to do planned out. If that makes sense. That is so funny. It's so funny how we pack differently. We're on the planes differently. We get to the places yep. differently. Like, but I feel like you and I have traveled together, and it's been fine. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Somehow it just works out. Yeah, exactly. But oh my gosh, what a fun! This is like I I know I've been saying this the last few episodes, but mm-hmm. I had so much fun with this one. So Me much too. good stuff. 
in this episode. Seriously, if there's anyone out there looking into destination photography or solo travel in general, save this episode to look back on later. A lot of these tips were learned through mistakes or being unprepared, so it's really just best to over-prepare. Absolutely. And like we said, we love travel and especially the beauty in traveling alone. Um, It teaches you to be independent and even a reliable person. Uh, And we think it's so good for everyone to try at least once. But just remember that with the beauty does come um, the reality that the world isn't always a super safe place. So really, please just take protecting yourself seriously. Absolutely. Well, with that, that is a wrap on today's episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Uh, like Beth said, we you can check out Art of Intention podcast on Instagram. Uh, we'll be listing, we'll be posting, I suppose, more and more content kind of related to this, like travel, tips, safety, and we list resources mm-hmm. for all kinds of topics per episode that we do. So uh, really any resources that come with what we say is there and we keep mm-hmm. you updated on each new episode. If you like what you're hearing, feel free to leave us a review or give us your five-star rating wherever you listen. It helps us so much and honestly, it really means the world to us when you do that. And as always, you can reach out to us on Instagram or by email for your episode ideas, guest requests, and more. So we hope to see you there. Bye. Bye. Bye.